Following a presidential executive order this past March, which calls for the development of a U.S. digital-backed dollar, the Fed announced in November a proof-of-concept project simulating the use of digital money by the public in conjunction with nine additional financial institutions. At the same time, FTX cryptocurrency went bankrupt amidst major money laundering accusations, which also threatens the stability of public and privately traded crypto companies. Elsewhere, more than a dozen countries' governments are actively engaged in establishing their own national digital currency. Are we witnessing the foundation to the passages of Revelation 6 and 13? Find out this and so much more, and economic headwinds are blowing towards the Word of God. Hello, everybody. My name is Mark. You're watching and listening to the Russick Outlook. Thank you very much for joining. Today's topic, economic headwinds blowing towards the Word of God. There has been significant, and I mean major, developments that have happened over the past several weeks that I really feel it's very important to break down. Um, I'm talking about executive orders, the, the U.S. dollar, digital currencies, and, and I'm focusing on, on America, but also there's been some very interesting parallels that are happening in other nations. Um, and, and of course, if you're talking about the U.S. dollar, that impacts the global economy. And ultimately, if you look at the book of Revelation, that's really what one of the key focal points is, is that you will have a global economy. And, and you know, if you think about thousands of years ago, how that could have even possibly been foretold or, or thought or imagined, and yet here we are, uh, and we're on the cusp of it. We're, 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 we're kind of knocking on the door. So I wanted to break this down. And, and really the reason is Jesus said, if when you see the beginnings of these signs, meaning he laid out in, in the Olivet Discourse and, and, and elsewhere, developments that will happen that point to the return of Jesus. And he says in that, the beginnings of these signs, look up for your redemption draws nigh. And I, and I really believe that these are potentially beginnings of signs that we're seeing as far as uh, the, the global economy. So before I begin, I'm going to ask if you wouldn't mind to please, whatever platform you're on, YouTube, Rumble, hit the like and the subscribe button, ring the bell, um, share the information if you believe it's warranted to be shared, if you, you, if, if you think this is of value, and hopefully you will. It really helps us. Um, if you're not familiar with Rumble, please go over there and subscribe to the channel. And the reason I say that is uh, I was censored a couple of times, from, ironically, from stuff that was done well over a year ago, and they just found it. Uh, and it wasn't really that controversial, but it didn't fall in line with their guidelines. So we've decided to move all of our uh, videos over from Russick Outlook to Rumble. We'll continue to post on YouTube. Um, but because of that, I, 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 I know that in the coming weeks and months, I'll be doing some exclusives on, exclusives on Rumble um, so that I, I can speak freely. And again, this is nothing super controversial or anything like that. Um, I'm not about that. I'm about getting to the heart of truth, you know, no matter 
what avenues you, you need to unturn or whatever books you need to unturn, I should say. But at, at any rate, and last, I wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind, please go to the Russick Outlook. Join our email list. We notify you of new developments, new presentations coming up. We have uh, NetZoom presentations, and, and, and if you have any prayer requests, things like that. Go to the RussickOutlook.com. There'll be an, uh, um, a little uh, pop-up window, and, and you can subscribe. And we don't do anything with it, it, you know, other than utilize it to keep you informed on developments here. So, on that note, let me let me get into this here. So, as I said, economic headwinds blowing towards the Word of God. And if you are following me on video, I show you some uh, some images that. Really, you know, the, the key focal points in Scripture is going to be Revelation 13, 17, and Revelation 6, 5, 6. And, you know, let me just get it out here while I, at least for Revelation 13, 17. Let me read this off the top. Um, let me cut back here. Uh, let me take out my phone. And no man buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name, goes on in verse 18, here is wisdom, let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and the number is 603 score and 666. And I'm not going to get into the number 666, but I am going to be concentrating on where or how that ultimately leads there. So as I said, I really believe there's some major uh, developments happening. So I want to break this down on going to go back to March of this past year. I covered this in our monthly headlines that, 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 that we go through. Uh, let me show you this on video. So uh, Executive Order 14067 on March 9th uh, aims to develop digital assets policy plan and organize federal regulators' efforts in this area. The order outlines five main goals, which includes protection of consumers, investors, money stability, decreasing financial and national security risks, economic competitiveness, and responsive innovation, all very crafty worded marketing expressions, because it all sounds nice and lovely. It also asks for more work to be done in developing a United States central bank currency, otherwise known as CBDC. Um, you can read the whole, whole uh, um, um, memorandum here. Um, I do want to talk about where it says in the yellow highlight down below, uh, the order does not change the way digital assets are governed immediately. It marks the start of a process to develop a regulatory framework that addresses all elements of digital assets. It demonstrates the United States acknowledgement of the importance of digital assets and blockchain technology in the global financial system, as well as its intent to remain as a leader. So it, it's, it's pointing out here the importance of blockchain technology, and I'm going to break this down because I'm, you know, I know most people aren't familiar, and I'm certainly no economic expert, and I don't you know, pretend to be, and I'm not saying I'm just reporting uh, or breaking down the information that's being disseminated uh, here and, 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 and elsewhere. So blockchain technology, the reason I say this is because it's, it's intertwined with digital currency, uh, what, what we know really is cryptocurrency today. Um, so let me, let me show you on the slide here. So it is a type of distributed ledger technology that consists of a growing list of records. They're called blocks. They are securely linked together using cryptography. 
Each block contains a, crypto, a, a cryptographic hash of the previous block, which is a timestamp with a timestamp and a transaction data. Um, so this is not only used in, in um, uh, uh, the, the, the financial aspect of what we're breaking down, you know, it, it, just in terms of um, digital assets and digital trading, but it covers other industries as well. But, it, but in particular, of what we're talking about here, it, it, it focuses, and, and you'll see this on, on, um, on, the, um, on, on the digital transactions. So let me show you here from a financial standpoint. Sorry, I had a little bit of a mental block there. So I wanted to break down here how this technology works. You can see, number one, top left, if you're following me on video, transaction is requested. Uh, it is broadcast to a what's called a peer-to-peer -peer network and consists of a, a, a bunch of servers. They're called nodes. Um, the, these network of nodes use known algorithms that validate the transaction and the user status. They confirm, okay, this has gone through. It's gone through the servers. We acknowledge that this trade or transaction happens, and the uh, verified transaction cons uh, that involves cryptocurrency, which is our focal point here, uh, but also contracts, records, and other information along with it. Um, the transaction is combined with other transactions. Once verified, they create a block of data for the ledger. So it, 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 it's, it's basically a receipt, if you will. This new block is added to the existing blockchain, and, and ultimately it's sent back to the person who issues the, or company that issues the transaction and it confirms yes it's good so in other words if i wanted to purchase x amount of cryptocurrencies that is the process of which it will go through in order to give you the supposed comfort uh, 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 of security that this is all on the up and up and and I'm, I'm phrasing it this way for a reason because you'll see where the government i believe sees their, their opening and and how what the void that they're looking to fill um, I did want to point out that, you know, other areas that it's not just, um, you know, for cryptocurrency and, and, and what we're discussing here, uh, supply chain management, uh, smart contracts helps reduce the time of processing insurance claims, um, clearing and settling processes faster, could be legal matters, which would eliminate the need to wait for days of a stock sale, uh, so, or, or a transaction for, you know, company purchases and things like that. So it makes us more efficient. It makes the, it enhances uh, our ability to move effectively through the use of, te of technology. There's nothing wrong with the process itself. Um, but nonetheless, this is, the, this is the staple or this is the procedure that the United States is saying that they want to utilize in conjunction with how it's being rolled out now with cryptocurrency. So where I'm getting at is uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was actually November 17th, and I sit here on November 30th recording this, um, they, the United States announced that they want to put out what they're calling a trial balloon. So let me show you here uh, again, back to video. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York and major banks will launch a three-month test of the digital dollar. Um, the initiative was announced by the Fed uh, and, and nearly a dozen financial institutions on November 17th. A news release referred to the experiment as a proof-of-concept project in which banks will work with the, the Fed's New York Innovation Center 
to simulate digital uh, money representing the deposits of their own customers and settle them through simulated Federal Reserves on a, uh, on a distributed ledger. So, again, you know, they're calling it a proof of concept. They're going to roll this out. They're going to simulate uh, the consumer, you know, what they're going to be going through. And I, I this is, you know, if you get to a point of a proof of concept, no matter what, you know, industry you're in, and I'm having my trade by trade profession, I'm an engineer. I do work with proof of concepts. And what, what I'm getting at is you, you, before you do a proof of concept, you have to do a, an enormous amount of research and feasibility and breakdowns and financial analysis and costs and, you know, your due diligence, you know, a, a, as you normally would. And then you lay out what those requirements are, and then you put out, you know, you may put out some some tasks uh, of how to achieve these requirements, and you know, you go through it. You have a set of expectations that are reasonably ascertained, and you have the full expectancy going into this that you will be able to complete it to a relative degree of satisfaction. And you could do this with the shootouts with different manufacturers, vendors, things like that. What I'm getting at is there's been a ton of research that has gone on into this before they even made this announcement. And naturally, if you're going to um, have this joint venture with numerous banks that are, are in a sense, competitors with one another, there's got to be uh, a, a tremendous amount of cooperation. Uh, NDAs had to be issued, I'm sure, non-disclosure agreements. So... You know, what I'm getting at is they're not just going, oh, let's see what this looks like. They know what this is going to look like. They've got this all laid out. Uh, they may need to tinker and massage, you know, as, as they go through it. But it's not just, oh, let's let's see how it goes. So I just wanted to kind of, you know, preface that. So let me let me finish this aspect of it. Um, the project will test the feasibility of a programmable digital money design that is potentially existable to other digital assets. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, the firms that are participating, um, Mellon, City, HSBC, MasterCard, PNC, SWIFT, TD Bank, Truist, uh, US Bank, Wells Fargo, and of course the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. So again, joint cooperation, major financial institutions that not only carry a tremendous amount of wealth, but a tremendous amount of power. So I, I wanted to set that stage that this happened on November 17th, and this has been in the works for a while. Then I'm going to get back to cryptocurrency, and I'm sure, you know, as I'm speaking to you now, you've heard about FTX and, and what's gone on there and how that just imploded. So I wanted to do a little bit of a breakdown because I believe this is tied, and also because of the... Well, I'll show you. Let me let, let me break this down, and I'll show you the relationship to what the Fed is announcing. So Sam Bankman-Fried, otherwise known in some of these reporting circles as SBF, he's the uh, founder of FTX. Um, and before that, he founded Alameda Research. So the, the FTX, which is the cryptocurrency, and you see on the top left, I've got a little bit of a block diagram happening here where investors are buying and selling and, 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 and trading. But what he did with Alameda Research, which was supposedly a company with uh, him and, and his girlfriend, um, I believe that was started in 2017. They were in dire straits. So 
what he did was he took $10 billion from FTX and funneled it into Alameda Research because Alameda Research was, 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 was suffocating, was, you know, was on its way out. And so what's happening here is people have, you, possibly the listener here and others, and companies and I don't know, you know, potentially some retirement funds and company funds and, and, and whatnot, they are investing in this cryptocurrency. And um, you see a lot of celebrities over time, you know, they've, they've been endorsing and backing a lot of this up and people have been, you know, commenting about how the fast money and what they're making. And if you're on social media, you know, unfortunately, I get hit up a lot where, you know, these people come out of the woodwork and, oh, yeah, join us with cryptocurrencies and, and whatnot. And I never did because um, I just, I didn't trust it. Uh, and, and I'm, you know, I, I am not, I'm, I'm, I'm more conservative anyway, I, I, I should say, in my approach. But, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. If you've invested and you've made money, God bless you. And if you haven't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. But unfortunately, you know, they, the FTX has lost 40 to $50 billion. Um, and, and so what they were doing was they were taking your money or the investor's money, and he was moving it off to another business of his, which is illegal. And so I pointed out, too, that uh, there was, because of the problems that they were having, um, the gentleman named uh, um, Zhang Peng Zhao, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, from Binance, was looking to come in and potentially buy Alameda Research and, and help FTX and, you know, for his own financial gain for, for his company. And they took one look at the books after a day or two, and, and they came out and said, we can't touch this. You know, he even said beforehand that this guy may go to jail because of what he's doing and how he's basically funneling money in and out. Um, then you have the tokens, and you've, I'm sure you've seen the digital technology of, of, the, um, uh, 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 of the tokens. The problem is there's supposedly 21 million, and FTX was issuing their own. So it was called the FTT token, and you didn't know how, what, what that value was. It was, wasn't really clear, nor how many they had. We just know that Sam Bankman-Fried, uh, Bankman I'm sorry, or SBF, he owned most of them. So it was, it, you know, again, I'll point back to the, to the video slide here. And, you know, it's, it's just a lot, a lot of money going where, you know, no, nobody knows. And it was just exposed, you know, this past November. So this in and of itself is, is, is a tremendous heartache. Um, and one of the reasons that this came out is, you know, people started getting wind of it. The investors actually extracted or removed or traded $76 million at once, which really blew this thing up and, and, and out of the water. So where I'm going now is a little bit more of a deeper dive on SBF and, and some of the funds that he was um, utilizing this for and purchasing influence in Washington as reported here, not on the, I'm sorry, as has been reported by some major agencies and, and um, reporters and, you know, so this is not anything what I'm, what I'm laying out here, it's, you, you know, you can find in um, other news agencies. I just kind of, I like to break it down and make it simple because 
I like drawings. I like seeing things, how, how they flow from point A to point B to point C. And, you know, just kind of putting the pieces together. It's how my brain works. I'm an engineer by trade, and that's, you know, that, that, that's kind of what I do. So SBF, if you look here, um, he, ta he took $40 million and moved it to the Democratic Party um, via PACs, candidates, different elections, you know, coming around the midterms here. And you could see, obviously, that the party backs 46. But then what we see is a lot of this is, is then moved out in the form of U.S. tax dollars uh, from military and humanitarian aid to Ukraine. And then Ukraine is now getting this back into FTX by partnering with them and purchasing some of the cryptocurrencies and, and getting involved in that business. So it's a, you know it's a it's a big loop. It's a money laundering um, expose. You know this happens in politics, unfortunately, many times not to the degree or, or, or the financial um, totals that that we're looking at in the billions of dollars. And so it's just, and I will say, too, that it went to the Democrats. 90% went to Democrats, 10% went to Republicans. So, you know, there are Republicans that are, that are on the other end of some of this money as well. So he, uh, it, it, it's, fall, it's falling apart. It, it just crumbled and it went like that. So this is, the, you know, one of the leaders of crypto, very much uh, working in conjunction with the uh, Democrats, just, you know, big circle of money. Um, but the reason I want to get at that is how this segues or ties into what I believe is coming up for the government and their announcement. Is the timing on this coincidence that this falls at the same time the U.S. says, oh, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to take this out of the public sector and we're going to federalize this and, and we're going to have government control. The reason I say this, too, is because this was unregulated, the government can now come in and say, we need to regulate this. We're going to offer you a better deal that we can keep an eye on things and um, be, be that safeguard, if you will, that, that, that can manage this. <clears throat> so let me show you the next, the next slide. And I, so I, at, any, at any rate... I question the timing of it. Is it a coincidence that this all starts, the House of Cards falls apart at the same time the United States says, okay, we've got this proof of concept, you know, nine, ten months, eight months later after they announced the, uh, the executive order saying that they want to move to this. And this should be no surprise to you, United States moving towards a digital currency, um, but it, they're not being full, they're, they're, they're not being completely open with you. And I'll, you know, I'll give you an instance. So um, several months ago, I was talking to somebody, you know, a, a, a financial analyst and, and somebody um, who, who I brought this up to, and a very, you know, very well-known financial institution. And, and I said, well, what about the U.S. getting into digital currency? Because this was at the, really at the heart of how the stock markets were, were, were really just doing a nosedive with inflation and everything else that was going on. So I said, look, inevitably, you know, here's the executive order. This was in the summer, and I, I pointed out what was the executive order was in March. And I said, so what is the plan? How does this roll out? How does this impact IRAs, 401ks, et cetera? And 
you know, the company's standpoint was, oh, we don't see this happening. You know, this no, we we're 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 not discussing this. We don't we we don't see how this is going to impact any anything within the next year or two. And, and I just you know I looked and went, oh, okay, you know, but I knew better because of what the Bible had laid out and seeing what was being foretold and you know whether he was whether he knew and was not being completely open with me, which, you know, he's no friend of mine, you know, so I get it. Um, and he's, he's touting the company line, but it just goes to show how difficult it is for you, the, the, you know, how you, how are you going to protect yourself when all of this information is not being fully disclosed? So again, that's just kind of, you know, that's just me. Um, so the timing of it, I, I, I suspect it is a little bit suspicious. So the, the headlines, I'm just going to read a couple of things that happened over the last week or two. Crypto trading site FTX under federal investigation amid bankruptcy. Bankrupt crypto exchange FTX is under criminal investigation in the Bahamas, which is where supposedly this home office is and where uh, um, Sam is now. Um, interestingly, celebrities, I mentioned that earlier, uh, Tom Brady, Steph Curry, and others face Texas investigation for endorsements of this bankrupt crypto firm. So, you, you know, you, you, you've got all these lofty ideas and come, you know, buy crypto. It's, it's, it's wonderful. And now the government says, no, you need more government. We need to control this. We need to regulate this. And, you know, here, here's the answer, potentially. So let me, let me keep going down this road with, with crypto and some other things that are happening here. Um, there's a company named Tether, which is connected to Alameda Research. This will eventually collapse as well. Interestingly, this is tied to the U.S. dollar. It is the third largest cryptocurrency uh, in the world today. Uh, but the U.S. dollar, and I want to kind of break this down now, is a fiat currency. And what do I mean by that? Uh, the, the fiat currency uh, is a national currency whose value is derived from a country's promise to back it. So it's, you know, similar to a bond where the company, country is saying, and the United States is saying, we'll back this, we have this, and with United States endorsement, you can feel somewhat secure in going, okay, well, my, you know, this, this, this is fine. So it is not backed by physical commodities like gold or silver or anything like that. Uh, you know, way back in the day, that's what we did. Uh, it is backed by the general public's faith in the country uh, and their central bank or national government to, to execute. Uh, the value of the fiat money is constantly shifting. You know, you see this all the time. You just look and what is the value of the dollar today? What is the value of, of the yen today, the ruble, et cetera? You know, this is all information that's available at your fingertips. Um, so it's, it's free-floating, if you will. You know, it, it it goes, you know, this way or that way. It doesn't fluctuate all that much. But now that you have inflation, everything else that's going on, the headwinds are starting to bounce a little bit more, a little bit more. And you see other countries, smaller countries, but that are being devastated. I'm thinking of Lebanon off the top of my head, Sri Lanka. Um, they're, they're, they're just in dire straits. Um, so, you know, that's... The U.S. dollar is, is not is backed by just the U.S. saying that, that they, they will stand behind it. An interesting development happened over the past year in the state of Texas. 
they went to a gold back standard. Um, so they would launch their own gold bank backed bank challenging the Federal Reserve. So for a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, Texas funds, Texas companies, um, I, <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm sure a lot of um, government uh, retirement funds, things like that, they have gold backing now. So they don't trust what the Federal Reserve has put in. I want to take you back to what it was. Uh, the United States currency was backed by uh, OPEC, what was called the petrodollar, going back to the 70s, and how that's starting to change now with developments that are happening around the world. This all ties together. I'll get there, I promise you. So um, back in the 70s, I, I don't know, you know, unfortunately I'll show my age. I, 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 I was around back then. I remember this. And um, it, the, the oil was traded uh, with the U.S. dollar. So if you wanted to buy oil, you needed the U.S. dollar. Um, so that goes for all, all countries, U.S.-backed dollar. U.S. You know, was the most trusted, valuable commodity. And to have all oil back then and through you know, the early two, 2000s here, you know, being bought and sold on the U.S. dollar was of great value to, to America, naturally. But now, with all the unrest in the world and the wars and the battles that are happening and people are moving away, you see you know, the superpowers in Russia and China and the United States. So the, the nations are shifting, as the Bible had laid out it would, and, and, and we see all this. Um, but at any rate... Uh, um, Saudi Arabia, who is obviously a principal exporter of oil, they are now looking to change over to what's called the BRICS, uh, which is a, um, uh, a conglomeration or a union, I should say, of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, which is kind of a basket of currencies. So if you followed the news over the past half, few months, where because the United States has shut down its uh, oil production, um, 46 went to Saudi Arabia, kind of, you know, very sheepishly, if you will, trying to get them to produce more oil. Long story short, again, there's plenty of, you know, we, I've reported on this in our monthly uh, uh, prophetic updates. Um, he was pretty much embarrassed and, 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 and shut down uh, over there by MSM and uh, who, who's the prince and the leader uh, of, of Saudi Arabia. And they're making deals with Russia, with China. Allegiances are growing there. We still have alliances with Saudi Arabia. Make no mistake, there's been very significant military uh, joint partnerships over the past couple of months. But it's almost like Saudi Arabia is kind of playing, you know, in, in, you know on one side and the other. Very similar. I'm, I'm seeing some parallels to Turkey how they, Turkey will side with the East and they're in NATO. And so it's, it's but it impacts the U.S. dollar. Uh, so they're looking to, to go there. Then you have the situation with the, the war with Ukraine and, and people saw how Russia was isolated. As soon as that, that developed, um, you know, we started putting sanctions on them, taking them off the Swiss system, boycotts, and, you know, people saw what the United States was trying to do to Russia. Russia was prepared for this. They put this in their game plan. You know, it's often said that Putin is playing chess and, you know, he's trying to be two or three moves ahead. 
So, you know, I'm just saying that Russia prepared itself economically for sanctions and things of this nature. And with their oil production, um, even though they shut off and now they can't even get it into Europe, they were insisting after the war started that if you wanted to purchase Russian oil, you would have to use the ruble. So, you know, all of this plays against the value and the strength of the U.S. dollar long term. And, and I'm just kind of bringing up, you know, different developments and, and observations. So um, the other interesting aspect that I see getting back to the development of the U.S. currency is that gives the government more control naturally. But I saw a very troubling development when I looked at what the truckers went through in Ontario uh, this, this past year where uh, Trudeau had shut them down by freezing their banks, freezing their bank accounts, um, uh, taking their assets. They can, you know, because it's programmable, because they have hold of this information, they can shut you down, limit you. You can, you can buy and sell so much, or you can, you know, trade here or, or this or that. So all of that infrastructure is what's leading here with, with this U.S. digital currency and you see the negative impact of what could happen where, where I, to me, that was like totalitarian uh, um, approaches to the Canadian citizens and the Canadian businesses. So, you know, that's something to, to look out for. But it seems to me that it is inevitable that the United States will go to a digital currency. Um, you know, does that mean that the English pound will go there, that the euro dollar will go there? Quite possibly. And, and you know, as far as the euro, I, I, I would definitely think that. And, and I just want to say again, I'm not a economic authority or expert or anything like that. I'm just trying to, you know, look at what I'm seeing develop around the world and putting some pieces together from a common sense uh, uh, advantage. And the other troubling thing to me is the U.S. dollar, as wonderful and as strong as it is, but it's, again, it's starting to get on some slippery slopes. Um, there are 195 countries in the world, and there are 180 currencies. 66 of those currencies are tied directly to the U.S. dollar. So that's a third of the global economy. So this, this is why I was getting back to the beginning where I was saying this has major implications, major impacts. Now I'm going to segue as, as we start to wind this down. Some other interesting developments from the Bank of Japan. So China has their own digital currency that they've been rolling out, and they started to, to develop this more, trying to get it for the Beijing Olympics. Um, but at any rate, it's, it's the digital yen. Japan announced that they want to begin testing it in 2023. So right around the corner. The, the concern with the digital yen is... Not only does the Central Bank of China have control, but that they're using social credit scores to allot you certain freedoms, whether, you know, you can buy and sell and trade and get, you know, from, from one locale to another. Um, so in other words, your social credit scoring will dictate how much they can release to you or not, whether you thought you owned it or not. They now have the control. So this is really what's going back to. And so you're seeing this in China. You've seen the rollout. Japan is saying, yep, we want to. 
Then I started looking at, well, okay, well, where, what's the rest of the world doing? Where are we at? What's the, what's the developments here? So in development, India and the Eurozone are, are working on it right now. Um, they've been launched and established and running in the Bahamas, Nigeria, and uh, what's called the Eastern Currency Caribbean Union. Uh, pilot projects, United States, we're rolling it out now. We're testing it, proof of concept now with 10 other banks. Uh, Sweden, China, Jamaica, and Ukraine. So, it, you know, it's here. It's, it, it, it's at the doorstep, exactly what was laid out. And I think what's being set up now, the world is being set up because of, uh, you know, w what we're experiencing with inflation and, and, you know, just the insolvency of the availability of goods and foods and services and other developments with the impact of the Russia-Ukraine war and, and, and wheat and just... You know, you should, whether you're a believer in Jesus Christ or not, you know, none of this should take you by surprise. You see this. This is all out in front of you. So I wanted to just read a couple of things by a gentleman named Jim Rickards, who's considered a financial guru, very successful trader. He's written a number of books. I'm not one to, to um, <clears throat> and I'm not endorsing him in any way. Um, I, I try to stay away from some of these news people and the talkers on, on, on the heads. Again, it's not my lane. It's not my area of expertise, but also, you know, I, I, I question the expertise of some of these people, some of the mouthpieces. But he said some things here, and, and again, he's, because of his track record, because of his success, he's not a talking head on TV. He's a proven, enormously successful investor, very savvy, foretold things going back to 2008 and before uh, when we had the crash back then. But he, so he recently commented on some stuff this past month that I wanted to highlight, it, you know, so I hope you don't mind, because um, I think it's important. So he says this, uh, you can't put it back together. It, it warns of an unstoppable crisis that's worse than 2008. It is definitely going to cause sequential collapses in the crypto world, but will it jump the fence into the broader financial world? My expectation is it will, but it can take six months or more to play out. We probably have an acute global financial crisis coming anyway. If FTX never existed, so this is after the collapse of FTX, I would say we are starting at a worse financial crisis than 2008. Throw FTX on top of that, it's like throwing gasoline on fire. It will accelerate the fire. We're probably going to have problems anyway, but the FTX implosion just makes it worse. Another reason I wanted to, to bring that out and the impact that, you know, this massive company uh, with billions and billions of dollars has. Uh, he goes on to say in, in, in other areas of this piece, right now we are in a very messy, messy middle period where things don't work well. It's like a vase. If you knock over a vase, it breaks to 5,000 pieces. You can't put it back together. You've got to get a new vase. Uh, we broke the vase, and we are shopping, I'm, I'm sorry, if you got to get a new vase, we broke the vase, and we are shopping for a new one. We're not there yet, we're just cleaning up the mess. Russia invades Ukraine, the Ukrainian plastic conduit shuts down. All of a sudden, the BMW production lines are shut down because they can't get a part. Again, this is another example of how this is all falling apart. It is not going to be put back together quickly. 
there will be a new supply chain, and I call it supply chain 2.0, but we are in, the, in that in-between time, and it's just going to be a mess. The reason I'm saying all this, and I'm going to close with a few other points that he made, it makes sense what he's saying. So, and, 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 and I'm not, and I'll, and I'll show you why, and I'm going to be closing this shortly, and, uh, and I'll land the plane, if you will, um, on a high note. Um, but let me, let, let me just go on with something else he, he says here. I'll put it back on video. Why does Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway have $130 billion in cash? Buffett is one of the greatest investors of all time. Why isn't he out there buying stocks? Again, why does he have $130 billion in cash? It's because Buffett sees what I see. Yes, this thing is going to completely crash. It's really a good idea to have cash because you can go shopping in the wreckage and pick up some bargains. My point is we don't have to guess. Look at the Treasury yield curve. Look at the Euro-dollar futures. Look at other metrics. And guess what it does look like? It looks like 2007. Everything I am describing, but not quite as extreme, by the way, by the way, it was true in 2007. These euro-dollar futures were, were, were behaving then exactly as they are now, except now the inversion is even worse, which means we are in a worse crisis than 2008. It's coming. Everything I said has nothing to do with FTX, throw FTX on top of it, and as I said, you are throwing gasoline on the fire. So there you have it. Um, again, to me, these are very nonsense. I mean, they're very common sense approaches, comments. And, you know, you, can, you don't have to be an expert to, to find some, um, uh, some, I don't want to say maybe not comfort, but um, find some uh, relative balance into how, what he's saying, how he's approaching it. Um, and, 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 you know, you can certainly take it as a warning, but if you are a believer in Jesus, you, you know, you know that this is coming, you know that, that, in other words, there's got to be a little bit of a collapse, maybe a great collapse. And eventually, once the antichrist is on the scene, he's going to be the one who says, you have this problem. I have the solution. I can fix this. But the infrastructure will be in place. The technology will be in place. Once you have all of that digital recording and the foundation there, he will come in supernaturally and provide solutions that people will point to and go, oh, there, there, there it is. There's our savior, so to speak. So I, this is why I say things are just kind of stepping up and lining up exactly. And this is the way I see it. And I often said here, as always, just my opinion. Um, but but I, I, I think it makes sense. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to close this. But I want to, you know, with all of this in mind, I just, you know, keep an eye on these institutions. The IMF, which is the International Money Fund, tied to the UN, the World Central Bank, the World Economic Forum, which is your Davos group, and we've talked about them plenty, the Council of Foreign Affairs. The central bank digital currencies, CBDCs, get used to the hearing that acronym, they are digital versions of cash that are issued and regulated by central banks. As such, they are more secure and inherently not volatile. So, you know, this is what I mean. This is what I think that they'll be pointing to and where the, the world and the different economies and, and what I said that they'll say, hey, we've got this solution. We can take care of this. We can be your provider and, and you know, whatever you need. So just 
I say, you know, for me, I'm going to keep an eye on these institutions and others as to how they roll these things out. <clears throat> I wanted to end this on a little bit. Well, let me just say what I think here is the beginning of what I am calling the beast system. Doesn't mean we are, we're certainly not in the tribulation or anything like that. But I believe you're seeing the early stages set up. And I just want to point out some things that, that – I think are, are, are worthwhile before I close on this. So the world is very fractured and broken apart. No, 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 uh, no surprise there. Um, I believe because of the timing and every, all the other signs outside of the economy, things we've covered before, the development of Israel as a nation and a people, and all the other things we see in the Olivet Discourse, that the Antichrist is more than likely alive today. We don't know where he is and and we, you know, if you're a Christian, you won't see him uh, until the tribulation begins. But it, it's quite possible we're that close. Um, so we're now at a point where you can download or scan the barcode willingly. And, you know, he's, he can come in and say, here's your solution. I've got the solution. You scan the barcode. We've got your number. You've got a prefix assigned to you just like the Bible had laid out. And it said you will... If you take them, this mark, you will, unless you take this mark, you will not be able to buy, sell, and trade. So you will have this. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of like you have an area code today, uh, you know, whether you're, you know, the New York area, New Jersey area, 212, 201, 718. Uh, there's, you know, the mobile numbers and, and, and so forth and so on. And, you know, you have all those prefixes. You can just apply that same process, Social Security numbers, things like that towards this digital applications that, you know, that will eventually roll out. Remembering that, according to the Bible, the system collapses. The, the world's financial system collapses. It falls. Then that's where the Antichrist comes in. That's where he offers that solution. And I think we're on the cusp of starting to see those fractures, those tremors, if you will. And as it collapses and then there's going to be solutions needed. Um, it needs to be a cashless society. What do we see? The, I laid out not only the United States, but all these other countries that are moving towards the cashless society. Uh, so, you know, I say all the pieces are, are starting to fall in place. And again, you know, this goes back to what I said in the beginning. Jesus said, when you see the beginnings of these signs, look up for your redemption draws nigh. Um, I, was on, uh, I was on a call last night with a couple of other Christian content developers, some friends of mine out in Ohio, and uh, you know, we were just talking, and, I, and, uh, and they were asking me what's on my heart, and I started to explain some of this, and I felt like you know, I, was, I was almost watching their faces like go you know, from here to here, and, and I said, look, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, and I, I hope I'm not being Debbie Downer here, but I wanted to close on this. Um, your faith, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, is in Jesus Christ. He's got your back no matter what. These things, when we see these things, in a way, I'm excited because I know the time is getting close for the return of Jesus. Um, if you're not, then I, I, I strongly encourage you to look and search your heart because Jesus says eternity is in your heart. You know, you know who God is. You know uh, that Jesus knocks on the door of your heart, but the question is, will you answer? And that's ultimately, you know, your decision, your free will. Um, but I wanted to just put this slide up because the focus for us needs to be the cross. It needs to be Calvary. It needs to be heaven. It needs to be Jesus. So, you know, these are just some basic common sense things to always consider. 
Do you have enough cash on hand? Real estate is a good investment, meaning your home or, you know, whatever else. Do you have a business? You know, is, is that an asset that you can rely on? Do you have savings, stocks and bonds, commodities? These are all the, you know, the basics of, and, and let me just say this. I, I understand that everybody doesn't have all this, and I, you know, I'm, I'm just laying out some, some different things, whether you're 401k, your retirement with your company, um, whether you have an IRA to watch out for that, talk to your financial analyst and, and, and advisors, um, be, be, you know, aware, not, you know, as for me personally, I'm not one to look at the markets day in and day out. I can't, I would go crazy, but I will, you know, look at it monthly, once a month. I'd like to see what's going on and, and, um, you know, I, I've had to move because of what I've saw in the past, you know, this past year. I had to be much more conservative in my approach um, because not only did I not like what I saw was coming down, but what I read, read in the Bible, it will, will inevitably be. So um, do you have emergency funds? Obviously, you know, if you can, three to six months is, is, is best. Um, but ultimately, the most important is your relationship with, with Jesus and what are the resources that you have? Your time, your money, your giftings. What are you good at? What can you do to contribute to the body of Christ? Certainly you can give financially, and that's the opposite of what the world would tell you to do and to support your local church, wherever they are. Um, but also, if you're in that position, wonderful. But in addition to or substituting, you know, God knows where you're at. He knows where you're at in life. Can you, can you volunteer? Can you go to a food pantry? Can you help another person? Jesus is the consummate and the ultimate servant. And that example is how can we serve our fellow man? How can we help our fellow man, woman, child? And, and, and that's what I would just encourage you to do because um, all of this is great information and it hopefully makes you look and want to study the scriptures a little bit more, look into what Revelation says. Um, but... Also use your common sense. Also use your God-given uh, abilities to make wise, wise decisions. And remember that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge. So this is not to be make you fear, uh, you know, uh, 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 of what's happening around you, but a reverent fear of the Lord um, and, and a holiness that, that he brings will draw you closer to him and enable you to hear God and make decisions for you and your family and what you need to do. So hopefully uh, that makes sense. I'm, I'm hoping it did, but I'm encouraged. I, I, I just wanted to you know report on these things and bring these things to light because I do think it's important. I think it's very important for the church, the body of Christ, to have a biblical worldview. Too many of the churches do not, and it, it's, it's a shame because a lot of this has been laid out in prophecy. Almost a third of the Bible is prophecy, and we're in a position today where we're seeing prophecies come becoming fulfilled right before our eyes. So I think it's exciting. I hope hopefully you do. If you have any questions or comments or, uh, you know, as I said in the beginning, prayer requests, I'm happy to take that. Please just email russickoutlook at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, let, let me know, too, if, 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 if you enjoyed this information, if you found it of value, please share it. If not, you know, that, that's cool, too. Um, I want to thank you again. My name is Mark. You've been listening to the Russick Outlook. And remember, as always, just my opinion.